Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, this is When Words Fail Music Speaks. This is your handicap host, James Cox. Uh, we have Mrs. Sarah Harrelson uh, with us today. Uh, she presents an honest, bare-bone recording that is authentic. Uh, stated in Music Connection magazine after hearing her debut singer-songwriter EP, Silently Found in 2014. Her authentic lies and her lyrics based on true stories and followed by melodies that would be stuck in here for hours and hours. Sarah's country influences range between the Dixie Chicks to Brandy Clark to Johnny Cash, also my favorite. Uh, with the vocal sounds of Jewel and Alanis Morissette, which comes across on her second EP, Ordered Down Whiskey. Uh, Scotty of Raindrops, Raindrop Music LLC stated that uh, she is a, dri a driven woman who deserves to be heard, and the stories will definitely be heard. You can find her playing on lo local shows in Nashville when she is not out of town. Uh, her stage credibility Includes opening for the likes of Aaron Tippin, Bucky Cuffington, and also uh, included the Festival of Rockers with Jason Aldean and Old, Old Dominion as headliners. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm very good. I'm very good. So um, it, it's an honor to have you on our show. I know that uh, we contacted you through Cody's channel, Popular Opinion on YouTube. And I think this is the first time actually we're, we're, we're even meeting. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for having me. It was funny because when you reached out, I thought it was uh, a different podcast. Yeah. I had already been on called, I think called Music Speaks, but then I figured out it was different. So well, <laughs> I'm glad to be on here. I did, because I don't think we had you on our show, but let me check, you know, because we've had like, like 30 something musicians all, all, on our show. And mm -hmm. uh, when you mentioned uh, we had uh, uh, Mrs. Chantel Ogden, which, which was a great interview too. Yeah, yeah. My boyfriend actually pay, plays drums for her. So that's how okay. I know her so it was it's nice it's always nice to see familiar people on podcasts when right on. yeah and, and she's like the, the sweetest human being on earth i loved her i loved her yeah, yeah. so uh, in the uh past podcast past interviews we did uh like a uh, which would you rather listen to so i'm going to present you with two names uh, country singers you know obviously okay. you're you're a country star so i figured 
We might throw some country accent at you. And yeah, I don't want you to tell me which of them is better because in, in my view, no one's better than the other. They're all great musicians. I want right. Okay, so I, I want to know which one out of these two would you listen to right now if you had the chance to, okay? Okay. So we got Chantel Ogden or Jody Messina? Probably Jody Messina. Great. Yeah, she's great. She's my favorite of mine. Yeah. Okay, so we got Clint Black or Buddy Jewel? Uh, Clint Black. Clint Black. Yeah. He 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 he's one of the like the like the all time pinnacle, you know, uh country artists. Although we did interview Buddy Jewel and he's a great dude as well. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We uh I think he's we interviewed him way really early in our in our podcast uh going. So yeah. Okay. So we got Mr. Aaron Tippin or Neil Neil McCoy. Oh, that's a toughie. I'm throwing it way back. I know. I'd probably go Aaron Tippin on that one. I think there's a few more songs that I like on that end. Yeah, I I, I can't decide because Aaron Tippin and, and Neil McCoy are like such good music. You know, you never know what you're gonna get with them. But uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think I would go with Neil because I like Wink. I like Shake. I, you know, there's so many songs that I can't really, you know, put on. Okay, so. Yeah, Wink is good. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the last one might break you. I don't know. This is a tough one. Okay, so I got Reva McIntyre or Faith Hill. Ooh, Ooh. that is a toughie. Yeah, that might be. You know, I love Reva, but I'd probably go Faith Hill just because she has so many hits that are so fun to jam to, especially when it's, you know, a nice day out. So I'd probably go Faith Hill today. I might. Uh, go with Reba McIntyre because I grew up with her music, like so. Yeah. You know, I, I I just there you know there's so many great songs, but uh, Faith Hill has some great ones now. Um, you know, being married to Tim McGraw, you can't go wrong with them. And I think they they did some songs like, like a duet together, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely have some duets together. But yeah, yeah it's so hard to put yeah. those two women against each other because they're it both is. equally so good. It is, it is, it is. So, uh, looking at your Instagram account when I'm when I got these uh, questions together, um, you can find her at Instagram.com/slash Sarah Harrelson. Um, it said you lived in Birmingham and then Knoxville and then and then Nashville. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was. Born in Alabama, um, when I was about eight, uh, my my parents split, and I moved with my mom to Knoxville. So I usually say I'm from Knoxville when people ask me because that's the majority of where I spent growing up and my childhood. Um, and then after graduating high school in Knoxville, uh, I moved to Nashville to pursue music and go to Belmont. So um, I'm definitely not far from my original home. Right, yeah, because Nashville is the is the um, it's like the the the, the capital for to, to get the music career mm -hmm. up and going, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so what were the music scenes like in Birmingham and Knoxville? Were they kind of okay, or like did did they not fit your fit your mojo? Is that why you moved to to Nashville to get your? Yeah, it's a little different. So, I mean, there's not. Uh, really a big music scene in Alabama but you'll go to some of you know the bars there and you'll see um, a lot of country music there or people coming down from uh, or I guess up from Nashville just to play at the bars there and get on uh, 
you know, spots in Alabama for their music tour. Uh, kind of the same thing with Knoxville, but since it's East Tennessee, um, you know, they're all about the Appalachian music and bluegrass. So you'll see a whole lot of bluegrass and then, um, you know, artists from Nashville coming in to play uh, uh, in Knoxville. And when I graduated high school, I knew I wanted to do something in country music and kind of go that route with songwriting and I just didn't feel like Knoxville was the place for me to stay, to keep on going with my music dreams. Um, so that's why I decided to go to Nashville because that's really about the time, that was about seven years ago. So a lot of people were going to Nashville for music, not just country music, uh, all types of other different music. So it, it was close to home and it just it just felt like the right place for me. Right, right. So where, where, when, when you were growing up, was music always in life or did you find it like strictly by, by like accident? It was pretty much always in my life. Um, growing up, my dad was always listening to country music. My mom was always listening to pop or soul music or, you know, oldies music. So I got definitely an array of genres uh, that I was surrounded by. So I, I definitely um, take a lot of those influence into my own music. So it's not just country with me sometimes, but um, also my grandfather, um, he was a bluegrass musician and played nice. accordion and a lot of bluegrass uh, bands. So I was kind of around that too, and just around so many different types of music. And when I was a teenager, my mom encouraged me to, um, start taking piano lessons and uh, I was kind of our, always involved in choir but uh, I started doing you know instrument lessons and musical theater and that's when I started drifting away from sports and that's when <laughs> music you know really took uh, my direction. So is it safe that piano would be your, your the, the first instrument you've ever learned? Yes, the first uh, instrument I learned, I taught myself guitar in high school, and guitar is pretty much my main instrument now, what I write on, and, and you'll see me playing on. Yeah. So so what what's the first song you learned? I mean, was it like a, because I hear that Tom Petty songs are pretty easy to get started at learning a guitar or... Yeah, that's true. I think the first oh. song I learned on guitar was Take It Easy by the Eagles. Yes, Nice and nice. I guess that's only like what like 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 two or three chords or something. Yeah, I think there's only like three chords in that song, so it's uh, pretty easy to learn. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, so when you moved from from Knoxville to Nashville, um, what made you want to move to Nashville besides the music industry industry there? Yeah, that was also the time I had graduated college, uh, or at least about to uh, graduate high school, I mean. So I was trying to think of a place of to go to college. I knew I wanted to get out of Knoxville. I knew I wanted to do something in college that had to do with music. And a lot of schools I was looking at, you know, they had like music theory majors and, and stuff that didn't sound a whole lot interesting. And then I saw Belmont had like music business and songwriting. And uh, so in the end, I was between that uh, and Berkeley right. uh, in Boston. And uh, I am such a Southern girl. So I knew I would 
probably not last in Boston for four years. Yeah. Uh, and Nashville's close to home. So that's right. ultimately what made me choose to uh, go to Nashville and attend Belmont. And at the time, I I knew I wanted to do songwriting, but, you know, I was so young. So it's like, well, maybe I'll learn more about the business side of the music industry and explore different areas of what music has to offer. And um, honestly, that was the greatest choice I made because uh, nowadays where the music industry is, uh, you can't just be a songwriter or artist. You need to have different hats on now and kind yeah. of have a business mind to, you know, get yourself going as an independent artist. Exactly. And, 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 and like you said, you were, you're close to home and I think that it's it's always a good thing to be closer to home, you know. Yeah, it is. You know, always a good time with mom, right? Uh so as I said before in our opening, uh you opened for Aaron Tippin, Bucky Covington, and also um, you know, on festivals like uh Jason Aldean and Old Dominion. Uh so what was the process uh like for you? To open for these musicians, did, did you did you reach out to them or did or PR say, okay, well I got this girl, her name is Sarah Harrelson, and she would be a good fit for for your tour. Yeah, so the two different years, um, I got the chance to open for Bucky and Aaron Tippin, um, and those were two different times. But uh, the first one was Bucky, and um, this. Other artist, uh, Jason Bowers, reached out to me and he said, hey, I need a vocalist uh, for this festival. Festival I'm playing in Putnam County, which is about like an hour and a half from Nashville. And uh, so I, I told him I would do some songs with him and we did a duet two on stage. So um, he, just knowing him kind of got me into the door to be able to open up for those artists and have that experience and then uh for like brothers osborne and jason aldean they were on the same roster as i was for the country stampede in kansas okay. and that was in 2019 um so i was playing like a different stage than than them but we were still like in the same festival and uh yeah i just know someone who puts on the lineup for that festival and kind of get some independent artists thrown in the mix. So uh, typically if you're an independent artist playing like a big music festival, you usually know someone who works the festival who can right. get you in there. That's usually how that works, but that was probably the last uh, bigger show I played before COVID, um, COVID came. Yeah. Yeah. COVID missed everything on the net. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's it's cool that uh that you mentioned Brother Lazarin because their their music is like bar none, like the best I've ever heard in my life. Fort St. Joe is like the the only you know album I go to when I'm having a real bad day, so mm -hmm. it picks me up, you know. Yeah, they're but great. Speaking of great albums, uh, your album Water Down Whiskey came out in 2018, um, and the album reminds me of a of of a, of a, of a they where I can just ease back, listen to some good country, and 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 yours is, um, right, it's the one right there. I mean, you know, it it it, it also reminds me of, of like a good time, you know, good time album. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
uh, on on the track where uh, you work with Johnny Garcia, who is the lead guitarist for Garth Brooks on the song um, Radio, right? Radio Static, yeah. Radio Static, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, so could you tell me how, how that relationship came with you working with Johnny Garcia? Yeah, yeah. So that was a very interesting story of how I met him. And um, so, yeah, when I was working on my Watered Down Whiskey EP, I was working with Scotty Schultz and uh, he had signed me to like a, uh, a three song publishing deal. And I was uh, recording my EP with him at the time. And at the same time, I was writing with my friend, um, Justin Lilly, who is from Texas. And uh, he met uh, Johnny because they're both from Texas and um, they just met each other out and about one day. But anyway, uh, Justin asked me one evening, he was like, hey, I'm going to go write with uh, Johnny Garcia at his publishing company on the road. Do you want to join us for the write? And uh, I was really excited. I was also nervous. I think I was only like uh, 20 years old. So it was like one of those, you know, new experiences for me in Nashville where I'm like, okay, I'm writing with someone a little bit bigger now. Like I need to bring my A game. Right. And so... Um, so Justin and I headed over to the row to where his publishing company was at the time. And um, I knocked on the door and Johnny opened the door and he said, oh, I thought I was writing with a different Sarah tonight. And uh, so he didn't think it was going to be me. <laughs> and I was just kind of like nervous laughter. And he said, no, it's okay. Like, come on in. Let's, let's all have a beer and let's write. So um me, Justin, Johnny, and another songwriter, Brian Carper, wrote Radio Static that yeah. night, which I had, um, that was my idea that I had on my phone, and I had like a few lines with it, and they were down to write it, and um, I really liked how it turned out, and then um, a few months later, I ran into Johnny at another event uh, at BMI, and hadn't talked to him since. Uh, and so I went up to him and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, we wrote the song Radio Static and I'm recording it right now. Uh, and he's like, oh yeah, I, re I remember you and I remember that song. And he's like, if, if you haven't tracked guitar on it already, I'll throw some lead guitar on it. Nice. Um, so we exchanged information and everything and he put guitar on the track and then ended up playing the songs with me for my uh ep release party when that came out and uh and basically after that show is when we started getting together more to write more songs and uh so that was a few years ago so since that time we just kind of grew up grew like a a writing relationship uh started doing some demos together he had me play at an artist showcase a couple years ago that uh, he was hosting. And uh, he asked me after the set, he asked me what my plans were. He, he said, do you want to be an artist or a songwriter? What's your deal? And I told him, I was like, I definitely want to be a professional uh, songwriter. I'm just not sure about being an artist when there's so many female artists in this town and you know oh. it, it can be so discouraging with you know some of the other voices in this town and he basically told me 
Um, if you don't go for being an artist, you're making a huge mistake. And that really stuck with me like that advice, uh, really stuck with me in the sense that, wow, this guy's been in town for a long time and he's really telling me to go for it. So, you know, it only takes one person to believe in you. So maybe this is my, this is my chance. And so, um, I, I stopped working with Scotty after that EP and then, um, last year in 2019, not no, that wasn't last year, February, 2019, I signed a publishing contract, uh, an artist development deal with Johnny. So I've been working with him as an artist since. So it was definitely one of those, um, uh, crazy how I'm, how I met him moments. And then it turned out to be a really awesome thing. And he became a really awesome mentor for me. Right. And it says a lot that he saw something in you like, you know, you need to, you need to do this right, right now. Right. It's always a great thing because, because I believe, you know, uh, in like the way how people can, can, uh, can motivate you. And I figured, you know, that was that, that that's the best kind of motivate, you know, if, 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 one, if one person believes in you, man, you got made, you know, so that's what I think too. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, so what was it about Johnny's label that drew you into sign with him? Uh, was it the relationship he had with Johnny um, before you started, um, si- before you signed him? When, like, like, like working together, you felt like good with him. So you're like, okay, well, he, he's, you know. Yeah, the thing about finding a producer to work with is that you don't just want to work with anyone, even if they're like a huge name that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the right fit for your music, for your artistry. And I feel like working with him, he understands my sound. And uh, when he does production on a song, I'm just instantly like, yes, that's it. Like it doesn't sound, you know, far fetched from what I want. So I I feel like we're, we kind of get each other uh, on the level of what we want in writing of the kind of, sound that I want um so it's just definitely one of those connections that just kind of works like it it feels really easy and you know we just get each other on that production level right so before you you um talked to him about signing with his label did you get any other label offers I mean was it just like a that I mean that was pretty much it I mean I had worked with Scotty before but um it was just kind of that ongoing relationship with Johnny that it, it made sense for me to continue working for him and working for his company. And basically the, the reason he wanted to sign me to his company is so that eventually, you know, he can give me these recordings that will get noticed by bigger labels and then it can transition into a bigger label deal down the road. Right, right. Um, and uh, on November 27th, 2020, you released a song called Frosty. I did, yeah. It's a great song. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Because that, yes. Because that's your latest song, single, right? Yes. So I released Frosty uh, Yeah, in November of last year. And that was, uh, I released it as a holiday song. But right. it's definitely not your typical holiday song it's very you know out of the box from what you would expect and um frosty obviously sounds like it would be some sort of 
winter song, but I, I had the idea before I even wrote the song of Frosty being about like a cold hearted woman. So it's definitely what you wouldn't expect to hear around the holiday season. But that's why I wanted to do it to put a little twist on it. And I thought it would be a good time during COVID when nothing was normal. And basically COVID kind of was the frosty woman in the song in a sense, but it also worked past the holidays. Like I saw some, a lot of streams in January and February from it because it was still cold winter months. So it, it you know, it, it worked uh, for all of winter, you know, past just, you know, Christmas. Right. Right. So I'm looking at the Apple music store right now and you got frosty, um, which is your, your latest single. You got get lost in some rock and roll. Um, put, put a rock on this rolling something in West of me. So those are all singles. So are we expecting a uh, a full release album and and a flow? Are those going to be on it, or are or are those like teasers to get you know to get you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely recording more songs this year and planning on releasing more music soon. I think my next release will probably be uh, around the end of spring. So I, I definitely have more content coming, but my my personal plan is right now to release more singles throughout the year. And yes, I definitely want it to lead up to an album with nice. uh, some of those songs on it with a few additional more. Um, I know a lot of artists right now, especially pop artists, you know, will just release single after single without it really leading yeah. up to anything. But I'm like still, uh, very all about it leading up to an album or a whole project right well well i uh i i really like all all the um singles you have right now and uh yeah mm -hmm. so those are be good, good do good on uh on another album you come out plus you said you have some more secret songs for us right special songs coming out I do. Yeah. I have kind of like a mix of different songs I want to share with everyone. And the next one that I want to share is uh, definitely more message centered. And um, uh, I think it's something everyone can relate to, but it definitely has uh, kind of a deeper meaning to it. Right. Right. Cool. Awesome. So on Songfinch at songfinch.com slash Sarah Harrelson, um, and Fiverr and Sound Better, uh, and, and I'll leave a link on the bottom for our listeners to go to. Our fans are able to contact you and have a, have you write a song from right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was something I started during COVID, and uh, pre COVID, yeah. I was you know making my supplemental musician income by playing shows, and of course, all those gigs got canceled and. Um, I had, uh, I have always had, you know, production under my belt. Like that's something I learned during my time at Beaumont. Producing was something I enjoyed. And, you know, I was basically just recording vocals in my own home studio setup, you know, as a hobby or, or just for myself. Right. Uh, and then I discovered Songfinch where you could, you know, get hired to write songs for people. Uh, and I uh, found all those other sites too, which became more popular during COVID, you know, cause people couldn't really get in the studio. So people were hiring uh, like vocalists, musicians remotely to do the work. Right. Um, so that 
was an awesome thing that I kind of discovered during COVID because I'm like, wow, I can do more uh, vocal work for people. I can get paid to write songs for people or mix someone's songs. So um, that's definitely something I've gotten more work of lately. And I think it'll be one of those things that I'll carry on with me even in the future, like besides being an artist, besides being a songwriter, you know, I'll do vocal work for people and I can, you know, have my own studio down the road and, uh, you know, have that as another way of earning income as a musician. So that's been definitely a great thing um, I've been able to do in the past year. Yeah, because when COVID hit, it's like, when, when I'm going, what am I going to do right now? You know, because they got like, like you said, like uh, you said, you're on Fiverr and Fiverr is a really good, good, good service too. Yes. So. Yes. And I, I think it's so great because people in Ireland, people in Japan can hire me for vocals. They don't have to get people that, you know, live in the same country. Right. Yeah. They can just go on their computer. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, that is amazing that you do that also, but the, on the flip side, you have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Sarah Harrison, uh, that you have multiple tiers that fans can donate to if to get something in return, including on your, on your last tier, I, I, I think it's tier number seven. Um, people can write a song with you, right? Right. So, yeah. I haven't had anyone do that tier yet, but I discovered Patreon this past year and um, I think it's been around for a while, but I think it's a great way for uh, fans to connect to artists they like and also support them during these times. So I want people to, you know, if they want to, I can write a song for them or I can teach them more about uh, different areas and music or even, you know, send them some merch so i think it's a great way for people to support and connect to artists right right i got two more so two, two more songs <laughs> two more questions for you um now i'm a big vinyl collector okay and um i haven't clicked the vinyl in like years and i've been slowly building up my my collection right um so can you tell me the you if if you can remember your first music CD or cassette or 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 vinyl record, uh, it would probably be a CD for me. Okay. Um, I definitely love vinyl too, but it would. Oh gosh, I had so many CDs growing up, and a lot of them were just passed down from my mom. But the two earliest ones I remember were probably like an Elton John and a Trisha Yearwood CD. So very versatile, but definitely yeah. two of my favorites still. I mean, they're both great artists, so you really can't go wrong, you know. My first um, album, well, well, CD was ACDC, Live at Donington, you know, because I'm a heavy mm -hmm. you know, enthusiast. And my first cassette was either in Alabama, uh, the, the, the song, I uh, sung in the South, um, album, oh yeah, that's a good one. Or um, or it was uh, Metallica's the Black Record, the the Black Album, which is great too. Yeah, so, nice. So, the, so the last the uh, the last question I have for you is uh, our our podcast is called When Words Fail, Music Speaks, and so my question to you is: Is there one song that you can think of right now off the top of your head that you can listen to? But if you were able to tell me, you couldn't because it means so much to you. Um, 
if it, one of those songs like I think of a song that's so strong and powerful where you can't really you know explain it because how much it means to you it'd probably be uh the dance by Garth Brooks yes yes and the the message in that song is so powerful and and when you hear those words about missing the dance you just kind of instantly and they're like oh I want to you know do everything I can in life and fulfill my dreams and so I think that's definitely a fitting song for that exactly exactly that's 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 a great song I mean Garth Brooks is like one of the like he's up there with Clinton like I think you know they're they're both right there but I think Garth Brooks is a little bit more <laughs> you know I, I hate to do that to Clint but I mean you know Clint's <laughs> man too so don't get me wrong on that you know yeah yeah, I can't. And Garth is just a crazy entertainer, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. He is. Yes. Um. So for all, uh, so all for all of our listeners, um, you can contact Sarah on Instagram at Sarah Harrelson, Facebook at Sarah Harrelson, and on Twitter at Sarah Harrelson. Did I get it right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Is there any more social media that you that uh, you can? Uh, tell our uh, tell our listeners to go you know to to um visit you at yeah i'm pretty much on everything um i do have a tiktok i hardly use it i just you know i can't do it as much as you know some of the gen zers are, are doing it but i have one so if you want to follow me there i'll post one every once in a while I'm learning TikTok, but I don't do all the fancy stuff that oh, that these next gen people are doing. I can't, you know, do it because it's you know, so much work. <laughs> so I just turn on the button and hit three, and I just talk. That's all I do. Yeah, uh, I just put my song on it, and there we go. <laughs> um, so how how does Twitter uh, uh, um resonate with you? Do you like it or do you hate it? Because I'm like I'm finally figuring out how to use it, so I'm not a really big fan of Twitter. Yeah, I've had Twitter for a long time and I went a really long time without using it. And the past year since I've started releasing music again, I've used it more heavily just to, you know, uh, keep people updated with my music. And I think that's, you know, definitely another good avenue to keep people updated with things. And it's definitely a different audience on Twitter. So um, I do think... Uh, it's as important just because, you know, I'm having a different audience than my other social media platforms, you know, to keep up to date with. So um, it's definitely something I still use. Yeah. And people can find you on Apple, Apple, Apple Music and Spotify. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All the streaming platforms. And, uh, and are you uh, speaking of um, one of them would be SoundCloud too, right? Or are you not on SoundCloud? Yeah, I have some uh, demos on SoundCloud. So if you want to check out some demos I never released, I have uh, stuff on there. Okay, so you never release those? You just have them on SoundCloud as like a backup? You're going to bring them back in, or or something? Yeah, yeah, pretty much for SoundCloud, I've always put, you know, demos up if I want uh, people to hear some, you know, d- demos I, I sing on, but I'll probably not release. Or it's also just... Uh, a great way to easily pitch songs to people on SoundCloud. Nice, nice. Well, it is uh, my honor to uh, to interview you today, and I thank you so much for taking your time off your day to, to come talk to us. Um, yes, thank you for having me. Um, my 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 co-host Brosley deeply apologizes because he cannot be here with us today. 
Oh, know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so he he says hi, and you know they they love your music too. So, uh, everybody, go uh, view, um, listen to Zero Harrelson on Apple Podcasts, on, on Apple Music, and Spotify. Visit her on Instagram. Uh, tell her how amazing she is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh, and uh, and also uh, uh, look her up on Fiverr, you know, because she's got some really amazing stuff going on with for with her. Um, so yeah, thank you again. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. It's been fun.